Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I am so thankful tonight for Almond Gunner. It's been incredible the 15 years and more that we've been together. Little did I know when we used to ride out on I-10 going all over the place to schools that our lives would really grow a lot closer than just motivational programs. He is like a brother that just won't walk away. We'll call each other in the mornings It could be in the afternoons. We'll text. You don't need to hear all about that. Came from a little place out of Baldwin and ran to become the 13th fastest human being in the world. I was saying something. When he grew up, there was no track in Baldwin. He's not going to be here tonight talking about what he personally has come through. He's here to talk about vision and what is happening currently in his life that he's going to sow into your lives because I'm, I'm promising you tonight when you walk out of here you're going to walk out of here some of you with it sharpened your vision some of you are going to receive a vision you've never had before you're going to have a purpose for living I want you to stand with me tonight don't put your hands together yet okay let's stand Father, the rest of this time together in this house, it is for Almond and the anointing that you've placed on his life, the incredible changes that have taken place, not only in his life, but in his work, his business, his ministry, his outreach. And I thank you tonight that you've arranged in his heavy schedule to be here with us on a Wednesday evening. We are confident that it's right here, right now. I'm so excited about the property. I'm so excited about all the finances and all the buildings and the gymnasium and everything that's going to go up. I thank you, God. I am so jacked up about it. Ooh, I'm so excited about it. Tonight, we thank you for Jesus, and we thank you for what you're doing. You are the great I am. God's people said. Welcome a very close friend, my best friend, Almond Gunner. Come on, Almond. Oh, yeah. Weber is in the house. What's up, big man? How you doing? You good? Well, I'm back home, off the road. You know, every time I come, Weber, it's like, I'm telling you, it's like being in Baldwin. I come here, I get all Jack Bradley. You can sing, man. You did not get that from him. There is no way you got that from him. You know, um, I'm just a simple man. Most of you guys have seen me, heard me before. Uh, there's no fluff in me, so if you're looking for fluff, wrong guy, wrong guy. I just uh, kind of say things as they are. Um, I don't think you have to get fancy. Let me say this about vision. If you don't know where you're going, you are certainly not going to get there. See, the thing about not having vision is 
Any road will lead you where you want to go because you have no vision. But if you have vision, you got to take a certain road. There has to be a certain path. So we're going to talk about that path. Um, I just simply believe. I just simply believe. Long time ago, uh, I was sitting in church one day, and, and I heard the pastor say that on the cross when Jesus died, he, before he died, he just said, it is done. It's finished. And somewhere in there, I went, all right, game over. I'm good. I'm good. He said it's finished. I'm good. So anything I want, I already have. I already have because he said it's finished. So my question to you is, how good do you really want to be? How good do you really want to be? Do you want to be the best? Do you want to be excellent? Do you want to be extraordinary? You know, as my brother said, there are big talkers and little walkers. I mean, it's easy to talk about that stuff. I hear it all the time. But to be really, really, really good, you got to believe. And you have to do the work. You got to do the work. So there's a proverb that says, without a vision, the people perish. Without a vision, the people perish. Well, you know me, being that I'm country, I, I just expanded on it a little bit. Because I could say without a vision, a marriage will perish, a family will perish. I mean, without a vision, it's not going to happen. So you've got to start with a vision. What are you playing for? When you wake up every day, what are you looking to do? What gets you going? What motivates you? What inspires you? I mean, after all, if you're waking up, you don't know what you're playing for. Do you really think you're going to hit it? You're not going to hit it. You know, I was always a good athlete. But it's not until I got really focused, like really, really focused, that I became an extraordinary athlete. Because I finally knew exactly what I was playing for. So being that this is forward church, as I'm sitting down figuring out what I want to say about vision, I came up with this. Live in the forward. Because what you are to be, you are now becoming. Let me say that again. Live in the forward because what you are to be, you're already becoming. You know what that means? It means that every single day, you're becoming what it is you say you want. But as my grandfather would say, don't get mad about the results you're getting from the work you're not doing. So if you're not becoming what it is you say you want to be, I guarantee you, there's a lack of work. You might be faster than me, might be smarter, might be stronger, but you ain't outworking me. It just ain't going to happen. I'm an old farm boy. All I know is work. So we have to start thinking forward. Think forward. I mean, it's the perfect name of your church, right? So think forward. Because whatever you're going to be, you're already becoming every single day. When you wake up, when you walk into a classroom, you're becoming what you want to be. The most important thing you can do, young people, is this right here. Your circle of influence. 
Hey, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Show me who you're hanging out with. I'll show you what it's going to be like. I mean, real vision is learning how to see long before it gets there. Long before it gets there. (laughs) Your vision has to take you beyond the pain, beyond the trouble, and to the other side. See, what I found, especially in young people, they don't like to hurt. And then, you know, as parents, we done got real soft. We don't like to see them hurt. Not in my house. I'll let them fall right on their face. Booyah. (laughs) Well, that's the way you learn. That's the only way to learn. Young people, you ever heard the phrase of, if I knew then what I knew now? You've heard your parents say that, right? Do you know what that phrase means? It means that they would have made some different choices, right? So let me help you here. I'm standing on stage. I'm 51 years of age. Most of you are 13, 14, 15. I'm giving you 51 years of knowledge right now, cutting into your learning curve, talking to you about vision. So you should be 40 years ahead of all your peers. So any mistakes that you make, be authentic. So when your parents are talking to you, guess what? They're giving you the benefits of 20, 30 years of knowledge that you no longer have because you're not there yet. So as our good friend Dr. Langston would say, (laughs) don't say I didn't know, no one told me so. I'm telling you. See, there's real power in old people. See, I... I just hang out. I'm telling you, I hang out with seasoned people. I want to hang out with guys 80 years old. 70, 80, been there, done it, baby. Don't don't put me around 50-year-old guys. They know about what I know. I need a little bit more than that. That's real vision. See, I don't like working hard. I wasn't born to work. I was born to golf and to fish. So I got to hang out with some people that can teach me some things to cut into my learning curve so I can make money while I sleep. That's the real reason I write books. See, I have a plan. See, that's my vision. My vision was that, you know, growing up on a farm, what you quickly learn is you cannot work the work. I mean, it's not like you can wake up on a Saturday and say, you know what, I really don't feel like feeding the cows today. It doesn't go down that way. I love when I see people running around all the time going, God, I have so much work to do. I have so much work to do. You cannot work to work. I don't care how many things you put on your list, how many times you check it off. Guess what? You're going to put more stuff on your list. So you better have a vision. You better know what you're playing for. First and foremost, we have to see ourselves already there long before it happens. I remember being 13 years old. I would be in my backyard, because see, we were poor, P.O. We couldn't even afford the other O in the R. But I would be in my backyard, and I would be playing and walking around, and I could see myself inside an office. But the difference was, when I was inside of this office, I was the boss. I was the CEO. I was, as they say, the daddy rabbit. When I was 13, I could see it. Because I already knew I couldn't work for anybody. I already knew that. 
1998, at 35 years old, guess what I became? The boss. But I wasn't surprised. It wasn't a big shock. I didn't have to do anything differently. Guess why? Because I've been doing it since I was 13. If Oprah Winfrey calls me tonight, I already know what suit I'm wearing. I picked it out 16 years ago. That's real vision. That's the kind of vision you have to have. You got to go way beyond the pain. Hey, I got news for you. If you think for one minute you are going to get to the other side, Jesus Christ felt pain. So you think you're not going to feel any? Like, really? So he carries a cross, crown made out of thorns, but you better than that? I don't think so. You're going to hurt to get something. You're going to give something up, and that thing that you give up is going to be painful. I love when people go, God, Omen, how do you get on planes and you're all over the place? My God, 10,000 miles in a week, all day. You keep sleeping. I'll keep working. You keep thinking I'm lucky. Go ahead. I love what I do, but I loved it when I was 13. I didn't just get here and start loving it. I already knew it was going to be painful. I was poor. All I'm saying to you is, (laughs) when it gets hard, that doesn't make you. That reveals you. I'm just saying, we have to embrace faith. Faith allows us not to quit and to hold on to knowing that what we want to become will happen. I did not open this up with saying that he, he said it's done. So what do you have to be afraid of? It just burns me up when people talk about how faithful they are. And as soon as it gets hard, they're crying the poor mouth, calling their friends, asking for advice. What you calling them for? They don't know nothing. Just get on your knees, know where your help come from. I'm just saying, if you got faith, that ain't a part-time gig. See, that's what burns me. Faith is not a part-time gig. That's a full-time job, 24-7, 365, seven days a week. You either have it or you don't. See, I told you there's no fluff in me. You either in or you're out. You know, matter of fact, my kids would say all the time, Dad, you're just crazy. You know why they call me crazy? Because I told them in my household, we can't even use the word try. Do not use the word try in my household. Because that word means you're not doing it. I tell you what you do. The next time you want to go out to lunch with a friend or meet a friend at a mall, ask them to go, and if your friends say, I will try to meet you there. I will bet you everything I have, they don't show up. Because that's what that word means. You either do it or you don't. You're either faithful or you're not. 
It's that simple. Vision. We must keep seeing ourselves where we would be, not where we are. That's so hard for most people to do. Because you know what? When you grow up in a small town, everybody's talking so much smack. It just drives me crazy. So you start seeing yourself stuck right here. Man, it's about where you're going to be. Where you're going to be. Hey, I am living proof that you can live in a small town, come out of a small town, still stay in that small town, and take the world by storm. I was at Mama House today in Baldwin. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't understand. It's like people make like a small town. Like, what does that mean? I was in New York City, and all the people in New York City want to be in a small town. I'm telling you, if I was God, I'd just take a day off because you can't satisfy them. It's about where you're going to be. Young people, where are you going to be? What grade are you in, big man? Florida State. I love your shirt, by the way. What's, what grade? Eighth grade. So check this out. In five years, in five years, you're going to be a senior getting ready to go to college. What does that look like? What does it look like? What classes are you taking? What university are you going to apply to? What does it look like? What grade are you in, man? Tenth grade. In five years, you're going to be a sophomore in college. What does that look like? Are you going to be a student athlete? Are you going to be at the university that you want to be? What are you going to be studying? I'm just saying. If you guys are sitting here thinking that you're at Chiefland Middle School and Chiefland High School, you have already lost. You have already lost. This is about where you're going to be. Where are you going to be 5, 10, 15 years from now? What is it going to look like to you? Not to your mom and daddy. Not to your so-called friends. But to you. What's your vision for you? We must be willing to fail forward. See, there's that forward again. See, because I'm that good, you know, I just plugged that in for you, big man. We must be willing to fail forward. We must learn from our mistakes. Hey, look, let me help you here. Young people, if everything you do is turning out right, you ain't stretching. If you get everything right, you ain't stretching. If you ain't failing at something, you ain't stretching. I tell my kids, man, daddy fail every day. Every day I mess something up. Every day. Most of the time it's two things. Every day I mess up. But that's why I'm successful. Because I'm willing to take risks failing. Most people aren't. Because, oh my God, what if I get it wrong? They're going to laugh at me. Oh, my God, what if it don't turn out right? They're going to call me names. Let me tell you what you better be worried about. (laughs) Don't worry about getting it wrong. You better be worried about getting it right. Because if you get it right, now it's an expectation. Nothing fails like success. Hey, when you get your vision right, and it drives me nuts, we go to God, we ask him for certain things, and then it shows up, and then we get all scared. Then we get all nervous because he's done dropped it off in our lap. I'm just telling you, you got to be willing to fail forward. For 16 years, I've been writing and rewriting. 
You think I just woke up one day and then all of a sudden these books just magically appeared? Oh, my God. Boy, there's been so much failure. A lot of failure. But for me, it wasn't failure. You know what it was? I was learning what didn't work. I was learning what didn't work. Take risk. Go for it. That's the beautiful thing about vision. It's your vision. It's what you want. It's your dream. It's your imagination. It's not someone else's. You get to decide what it looks like to you. And I got news for you. At the end of the day, the person in the mirror, that's who's responsible for getting it done. That's who's responsible for making you happy, the person in the mirror. So if you think that someone else is going to make you happy, oh, hello. That dog ain't going to hunt. I'm just going to tell you right now. You know, my grandfather told me one time, you know, when you're young, you know, and, and, and your grandparents and your parents are talking stuff, you start thinking, man, he's just old. He don't know what, he, what the world are you talking about. But you know what he said to me one time? He said, Almond, make sure that you establish a great relationship with yourself because you're the only person for sure that you know you will always be with. I said, huh? You know what I say today? Man, Papa was smooth. He knew what he was talking about. Let me tell you something. All I can tell you is other people might love you, but you better love yourself. You better love yourself right up in here. I always tell people I like me. I do. Man, I sit by myself all day. I entertain myself. Don't bother me. I like me. I think I got a good personality. I can cook. I mean, I'm good. At the end of the day, it's on you. As I said earlier, hard times, they don't make us. They reveal us. I tell you what, you ever want to know what a person is really made of? Well, if you really want to know, just let hard times hit. Just let them hit. You want to know how faithful someone is? Let hard times hit. You want to know if someone have a vision? Let hard times hit. You want to know if someone really, really, really love God? Let hard times hit. Man, well, those hard times are going to make you put up a shut up, baby. It's going to reveal who you are. We call that character. We call that from the inside. See, you can talk a good game, but when hard times hit, oh, baby, you got to start walking some stuff. You got to put it on the line. I love hard times. Man, there's nothing like hard times. You know what? You know why I like hard times? Because then it gets rid of all the riffraff. Hard times will go ahead and clear out the room. It'll go ahead and clear out. And I'm like, all right, okay, all that's gone. Now we can get down and do what we need to do. I'm all about hard times. I'm like my grandfather. I keep them broke and busy. I just want to be broke and busy. Because that'll show you who you are. You know, I've learned, young people, let me help you here. There's two types of money. You want me to tell you what they are? There's none and not enough. Because no matter how much you get, you want more. If you got a million, now you want two. You got two, now you want ten. There's none and not enough. You better know what you're playing for. I'm just trying to tell you. 
<laughs> fear can only exist in our thoughts of the future. Therefore, fear is not real. Oh, that's scary. Oh, oh, that, that's real scary. See, because most of us, we get all fearful about stuff. It's about the future, isn't it? It's about that test that you didn't study for, but you know it's coming. It's about the work that you didn't do, but you know someone's going to hold you accountable for. See, that's all fear is. Fear is about something in the future. And usually, that thing in the future, 99.9% of the time, ain't going to happen anyway. It's not real. Fear is not real. People think I'm crazy. Because I'm just... What am I scared about? I win either way. Either way I win. That was God's promise. Either way I win. See how I play? See, I love it. You know, everybody always talks about heaven, but nobody ready to go. Count me in, baby. Push the card when you push the card. Either way I win. That's the way I see it. It is a product of our imagination. Fear is a choice. We can choose to either live in fear or live in faith. That goes back to that fluff that I don't have. You either going to live in fear or you're going to live in faith. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you are living in fear, forget about your vision because that ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen. The only way to live is in faith. Man, everything I do is just faith. I'm like, well, I'm not on faith again. I bet God just gets sick of me. Get sick of me. Just going, here you go again. You out there again. You're just out there on the edge again, homie. Yes, I am. That's faith. That's faith. That's the only way I want to play. I really don't want to play any other way. I don't have time for it. Because guess what? Any other way, all it does is cause heartache. It makes me worry. It keeps me up at night. I don't feel good. I can't live that way. That's just too much frustration for me. I like to live in I'm going to set it and go get it. That's a much easier way to play. Because every day I wake up, guess what I'm doing? Just going hard. That's all. I'm just going hard. I'm just going hard. And I have a whole lot of faith. Vision requires risk. Only those who risk going too far know how far they can go. Oh, that's scary right there. I, I don't know. Wait a minute, Weber. That might be too hot. I might, you want me to take that off? That might be a little bit too hot right there. I don't know if they're ready for that. Only people who are willing to get way out there on the edge. I'm talking way out there on the edge. Those are the only people that know how far they can go. You know what everybody else is doing? Talking about it. Talking about, look, look at Weber. He's so crazy. He's he going to go open up a church. I, nobody's coming. That's crazy. Who would take that risk? That, that, that don't make any sense. Well, as my grandfather would say, guess where they at? They're outside there talking. They're out there. It's like when we would get mad at him. He said, yeah, I know you're mad, but you better say it under your breath. You better not say it in here. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. It's only the people that'll take risks and that'll get way on out there. Just get on out there. Hey, 
The worst thing that's going to happen from you getting weighed out there, it doesn't work out right for you. But guess what? I guarantee you're going to be a lot further along than you would have been if you didn't stretch. Listen, I don't supposed to be doing what I'm doing. According to they, but who are they and why are they talking about me? They don't know me. I was talking, I just love her to pieces right there. We were talking earlier what I told you. I know I'm living my dream. This is what I was born to do. Right here, I'm in my sweet spot. This is my wheelhouse. This is why God made me right here, right here, right now. And I know it. And I'll risk everything for it. I'll give it all up for it. Weber tell you, I called him in January. He must have thought I was crazy. Sometime when I call him, he's my brother, so I know he doesn't like to go, oh, here he goes again. I know. So he, he, so he shows me a little compassion and just go, okay. I called him up in January. I'm talking first week of January. And I said to him, Weber, my brother, my friend, my pastor, my colleague, my confidant, I want you to know right here today, I have pushed all my chips to the middle of the table. Did I not say that? I said they're all in the middle of the table, big dog. It's either going to go down or it ain't going to go down. But there ain't going to be no in between. And a crazy thing happened. God just started. Forget about opening up windows and doors. He just took the roof off the place and started pouring stuff out. I'm calling him every day with a different story. And he's just going, yep. I know. Yep, I know. Because I went way too far. I just went way too far. So God said, well, we, we got to do something. He out here. This boy is out here. He's crazy. He's faithful. He's not backing down. He ain't holding nothing back. So let me see what I'll do for him. Okay, I'm going to give him a facility with a football field, two basketball courts, two tennis courts, a pool, we're going to give him a building with three classrooms. And oh, by the way, Almond, just pay a dollar a year for that. A dollar a year. And oh, don't worry about the electricity because the city's going to pay that for you. I'm like, I'm like, I don't recall asking for that. But that was his way of saying, oh, you working with the babies. Oh, you working with the babies. So he just gave me my own place to work. So please go too far. We must see ourselves as something we are not, but before we actually are. I don't even know where this stuff comes from. I, I just, I, I'm not smart enough to even do all this stuff, but it's, it's, sometimes it's like, okay, God, that sounds good. Now, listen. <laughs> I, do you really understand what that's saying? Kids, do you, do you really, we must see ourselves as something we are not, but before we actually are. So let me break that down to you. You must see yourself as a champion before you win the first championship. That's what that's saying. Hey, I'm just telling you right now. I always knew I was number one. I did. He said it was finished, Weber. I knew I was great long before I got there. If you can't see yourself as a winner, hello, you won't know how to act. 
my mom used to say to me, she'd say, you know, you fly all over the place, you stay in the best hotels, you do this, you do this, and you do that. And I had no money. I had nothing. And I said, Ma, because <laughs> when it all goes down, I want to know how to act. I want to act like I've been there before. So the first time I walked on Rich DeVos's yacht, one of his eight, I looked like I had been on yachts all my life. All my life. I knew how to talk about them. I knew you got to be it long before you're it. So that way when you get there, eh, it's nothing. It's nothing. This is how we roll. But see, most people are still stuck right here. They're still playing right here. I'm just going to be right here. Well, let me know how that works out for you. Because I'm not right here. I'm so not right here. I'm on this stage with you right now. But I'm telling you, I'm fishing in Alaska in my head. I'm catching big salmon right now. And then going to my computer and pulling it up and go, man, they bought another 500 books. Okay. That's where I'm at. It's the only way I can do God's work. Because there's not enough hours in the day to do it the other way. I got to stop time. And that's how I do it. Where we are is temporary. But only if we believe it. You got to believe it. If you believe this is the spot that you're going to be in, then that's the spot you're going to be in. Everything to me is temporary. Man, this is all temporary. That's why I don't get caught up on material things. That's all temporary. I don't need any of that stuff. It's, it was funny. I was hanging out with my oldest son. He'll be 21, December 29th. And uh, matter of fact, I had on these shoes right here. And he said to me, he said, Dad, he says, those shoes are like 20 years old. I said, yeah, and don't they look good? He goes, well, actually they do. I said, see, but you, you've gone and bought like 30 pair of shoes. I'm still wearing the same pair of shoes. They look good. Wearing my Levi's. You got designer jeans on. You spending all that money. Temporary. It's all temporary. But my vision is permanent. It's permanent. I know what I'm playing for. I'm playing for legacy now. I just told, I told Weber, I said, look, man, you know I've made the turn, baby. I'm on the back nine. I've made the turn. I'm coming to the clubhouse. It's about building legacy. It's about creating bridges for other people to cross. I don't need to get crossing. It's about leaving something, serving some people. That's where I'm at. But that's my vision. We can't do anything without faith. It's simply impossible to do so. I mean, you just can't. And whatever you do without faith, it's temporary. It's not going to be consistent. You're not going to win often. It's not going to happen. To win consistently, you have to have faith. People ask about my teamwork book and why I wrote the, work, the thing on teamwork. Let me tell you, it's pretty simple. When you grow up on a farm, here's what you learn. You learn that if you don't produce, you don't eat. And you have to be a team. And all my life, my mother would say these words. Almond. You can do bad by yourself, but you can't win by yourself. You cannot win by yourself. Nobody wins by themselves. That's why you have to have faith. You have to understand that there's a higher power, that there's someone directing your path. Don't worry about when you get tired. He'll pick you right on up. 
You know, as my grandfather would say, Alma, we don't stop when we get tired. We stop when we're done. See, that's how God works. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, I'd have been tired a long time ago, but he doesn't. I keep telling people the reason that I know that God really believes in us and really wants us to be all that we can be is because he keeps allowing us to have babies. That tells us that he's not frustrated with us. That tells us that he still believes in humanity. That tells us that he knows that we can get to where he's trying to get us. You see how simple my mind is? I'm just simple that way. In the end, we must all do what we're called to do. We must do what we're born to do. (laughs) You sent me a quote the other day that said, there is nothing more tragic than living a life without purpose. Each of us have a purpose. Each of us have something that we were supposed to do, that we are the best at. You must seek it out. You must find it with every ounce of you because that's your God-given right. That's what he wants of each of us, to maximize your potential, whatever your potential is. For some of us, clearly, like Bradley, Hey, it's singing. Whew, it's singing in ministry, boy. It's like he's singing. I'm like, okay, goosebumps. Go, boy. I know when people are getting it right. I know when they're in their sweet spot because guess what? It's effortless. Find your purpose. Because if you do that and you understand that, here's what you will know. God is in our DNA. Well, whatever he says that he made us in his image. He handcrafted us. He blew air into our bodies. He knew what we were before we were it. He designed us in the womb. He knows every number of hair on your head. He created us. He's in our DNA. So now if you truly believe that he's in your DNA, then your vision should be very clear. It's to serve God. I, I just know a little bit about a little bit. If you truly believe he's in your DNA, if you truly believe that, if you truly believe that when you wash your face, you're washing his face, then I think your vision should be clear. Serve others. Maximize your potential. The funny thing about serving others is you don't even have to make noise to do it. Just do it. And ironically, they'll all come to him. You'll lead them one by one. Just by doing, not by saying. Take the risk, young people. Share your vision. Have an imagination. Dream big. It's an inside thing. I was just like you. We all were. All adults were. We were all here. And understand this. They said, I wasn't fast enough 
but yet they couldn't catch me. They said I wasn't strong enough, but yet I carried the whole team. They said I couldn't jump high enough, but I cleared obstacles in a single bound. They said I lacked the power, but yet there was no park or arena or stadium that contained me. They said on paper I didn't add up. I said, of course not. I'm not a mathematical equation. I'm the reason that you play the game. I'm a champion, I said. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.